Episode number 329. This show is proudly brought to you by Topic. Making it easy for writers to create comprehensive content, folks. Their AI analyzes the top results on Google and extracts keywords to cover that topic. And providing you an interactive editor to allow you to write better work, to get more SEO, to get more eyeballs on your content, check out Topic. A lot of these tools out there, they give you a list of keywords that tell you exactly how many times to use them. And you're like, oh, I'm going to just stuff these in here. I'm going to get an A on my optimized grade or whatever. Oh, got you. And then post it up and, and it's going to be really great. But the, the key thing is taking these keywords and then turn the, turning them into actually valuable content that keeps people on the page. Because mm -hmm. when you use those keywords, it's not Google that you're trying to satisfy. It's the reader. Welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis Tutal and Hoff, where we talk about life, dreams, social media, and business. Well, hello, and welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis Tutal and Huff. Folks, you know your boy is fired up. It is Friday in this today show. Uh, uh, but no matter where you are listening to the show, anytime between now and the future, because it's going to be in the future. Uh, really excited for you to think about the topics that you write about, how that content affects Google, the algorithms that find uh, your business, the way that you can get new search traffic to your website. And I'm bringing you an expert in the game of building big businesses too. So Mr. Rio Shiba, Rio, are you ready to be real? Yes, I'm ready to be real. He's ready, folks. And uh, just a little bit about Rio. Uh, he is the co-founder of Topic. And Topic is helping make it easier for writers to write comprehensive content, guys. We know how hard this is, but their AI analyzes the top results on Google, extracting the top keywords and things that you need to cover in your content, uh, and basically also helping you provide an interactive editor to allow uh, writers to grade the work. Uh, and and the, the future, basically, in general, we all know is content. So this is the kind of tool I'm talking about, but my man is also obviously an entrepreneur. He started a, a multi-million dollar SaaS business uh, in college uh, using SEO and content marketing and, and bootstrapping that business, uh, which is my favorite kind of business, my man. So it is a pleasure to have you on the show today. So take us back uh, into your journey before topic, before businesses. Were you always fascinated with businesses and building uh Building things, selling things, uh, you know, or, or did business come later? Yeah, for me, business came later. To be honest, I started undergrad uh, in pre-med because Got my dad's you. a doctor and he was basically, his advice to me was, if you don't have any talents, if you don't know what you're doing, you should be a doctor because right. you just have to memorize stuff and then you're good to go. And put in the and work, so, yeah. It's like a lot yeah. of work to be a doctor. Yeah, I started I started in that uh, journey, but after a couple of years in, I realized that that was not for me um, and that building business is just a lot more fun and creative, honestly. And uh, I like to think of myself as a creative person, so that's what, that's what got me involved in it. Wait, so did you finish the college or did you go right into building businesses? Did you actually? Uh, I finished college, but the first business I started was with uh, a couple other students. So wow. I was able to pair up with a business student. I was in the computer engineering school at the time, switched out from pre-med and then, uh, yeah, just started in college. We got some seed funding. Uh, this was about 10 years ago down in LA 
and grew our business that way. But yeah, those were the early days. And tell us about that business because obviously it always starts with one and I love the bootstrap model. I believe all businesses uh, need to prove that concept. Get that first check, get that first Venmo cash app payment before you start going out and spending money or trying to do other things, investing, you know, a lot of people, people mortgage their whole house on an idea uh, before even getting a check or before even making a sale happen. So, uh, so tell me about this. You guys were in college. You guys were just like, what was the kind of business you guys wanted to do? Is SEO related? Uh, it was actually a Pinterest clone at the Pinterest time. Clone. Pinterest okay, got was you. a big thing, you know. So Absolutely. We like, you know, we want to build a Pinterest, but it's going to focus on links and content. And it was a B two C company, and we had about a year's worth of uh, of savings that we were using up for ourselves. But um, we tried every viral marketing technique that was popular at the time. You know, integrating with Facebook API so that we could get our posts uh, popped up in there and. Um, you know, trying to rely on um, PR and, and getting buzz in the press. That wasn't working for us. We were almost out of cash. And that's when I decided sort of on a whim to learn the basics of SEO and mm. uh, implement a backlinking strategy and try to rank for certain terms. That was really what it was able to get us to uh, ramen profitability and then beyond, you know, over the course of six or seven years, we were able to grow our business uh, to multi-millions all on the back of SEO. And that's that's the beauty of it because once you get it started and once you've got a system in place, it's really a moat for your business that you can build around and really grow it sustainably. And the thing about SEO is challenging too because it's always changing, right? There's always new things that Google requires. I remember when I first started the business, uh, the Panda update hit with a few within a few years. And I remember that affecting the SEO businesses uh, just because the, the, the things you could do uh, were not the same uh, as you could do just a few weeks before, you know? And so it's interesting about SEO, but I always believe content always wins, right? So whether you're doing a podcast, YouTube, writing blogs, putting out email blasts, doing social media stories, TikTok, whatever, it's all content, right? And, and that is the overall strategy to win uh, because at the end of the day, you are in control of that. Something you can can do. Uh, obviously, the algorithms can 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 uh, can limit your content reach, etc. But then you can go to the next platform, and you are in control of uh, that relationship. Uh, and also, have people that have really good content, they never have to worry because people are trying to find them and uh, and find out their content, uh, like Elon Musk or whoever. You know, they're just constantly searching for whatever the next words this guy's putting out on Twitter or wherever. Uh, so it's fascinating. So when did you get the idea about this, uh, about topic? Uh, yeah. how, how did this, how did this evolve? Cause I like this idea. I like this business. I like this AI assisted tool. Yeah. So when we were building that previous business and we were working on our SEO, one of the biggest challenges that we found was creating a scalable, uh, SEO content program and pumping out the content that we needed to, because if there's anybody that knows, you probably know, uh, this is that in order to succeed, you need to be prolific. You need to be putting stuff out there constantly. And it's hard to find talented writers who know your industry. It's hard to do the work yourself because as a founder, you've got a million other things to do besides produce content all the time. Right. You got to build a product, you got to sell it. So 
um, we were having trouble scaling that out. And so when we sold that company in 2018 for the second one, we decided we're, we're going to tackle this problem. We're going to make it easier for people to be able to um, be prolific, even if they're really busy. And so mm -hmm. we built this tool to help streamline that process, just make it easier to produce really high quality content. And that's the, that's the interesting thing too, is that content is, has gotten so competitive these days. There's so many more players in the space. There's, you know, a lot of people who are trying to get uh, their their word out there, and so um, you know, it not only you not only have to be prolific, but it needs to be good. Mm -hmm. So that's what our software helps you do too. And bring in those SEO elements, uh, like it says, and you know, you're analyzing the trends of uh, of the beautiful Google to also help this writer, uh, you know, with the keywords and things like that too, right? I mean, uh, uh, that's a big challenge for a lot of people, like where to talk about, what to talk about, how it affects the keywords. And a lot of us, like you said, are just so burned out or busy. You just, you don't even have the creative juices to do that versus having an artificial intelligence be able to bring you some of these ideas and integrate with you. Uh, so what kind of people do you really resonate with? I mean, I, I can imagine almost everybody, but uh, what type of people do you love or do you find are absolutely loving topic? Yeah, the people who love topic are people who are producing a substantial amount of content right now and are feeling the bottleneck of I'm having to put so much research into each post in order to make it reach the bar that I'm trying to reach for my content, you know? Right. There's a lot of research that needs to go into a post in order to make it valuable. You need to dive into what's currently ranking. Uh, what are people wanting to learn about? What are the questions that people are asking? Mm. All of these things need to be pulled in together into a really um, cohesive story. And so that that research process, you know, can take like an hour or two per post. And when you're doing, you know, two posts a week, three posts a week, that's a lot of time. It's a lot of time. So, yeah. So then it, the tool, if I was to hop in right now and give the people a, an imaginary uh, tour of the tool, and you were to hop in there, uh, what could, where would you start? Where, where, what's the feature that people use the most or where, where do people usually go to uh, when they integrate with the tool? Yeah, so how our tool works and how you start out with it is you basically give it a keyword that you're targeting and then we analyze the top 30 results in Google. Gotcha. Uh, our machine learning extracts some of the key things that your audience wants to learn about and then we mm -hmm. put it all into this one place where you can start to compile it into an outline that you can then hand to a writer. And so this gotcha. process, you know, anybody who's worked with a writer or, or has written content, content themselves knows that the uh, the more comprehensive your outline is, the more stuff is in there, the less you have to think and the more you can uh, worry about the tone of voice and the um, how you're going to convey this in an entertaining way, um, which which is really what the writer's main skill set is. So you basically do the research for the writer and then they focus in on what they're good at, which is actually writing, gotcha. uh, turning into a story. Love that. Yeah. So this is just a great tool, guys, to be writing the most relevant content related to keywords that you are in existing to your business. And, uh, and then to be able to obviously hand that off to your content team writers, whether you're using them on full scale or using it on a platform that I enjoy too, uh, using like a Fiverr or Upwork or something like that, where there's a, a writer on the other end that's willing to write this thing for 20 to 50 bucks. Um, the more educated they can be, the better that topic is going to be. And, uh, and also, uh, they're maybe going to give you a better price. Uh, you don't have to do so much work. I, you know, I don't have to do so much work to have, uh, and, you know, with the tool, you're giving them the, 
a lot of the the maybe the nuts and bolts that uh, they would have to spend a lot of time going and researching, like you said. And so then you're going to be able to make a price break on the work if you are using a contractor, Rio, which is, I think is a, a big piece to the puzzle too, right? Like, I mean, uh, there's a big difference between a, a $25 blog and a $200 blog if I have to pay, you know, a bunch of time for, for your research time. You know, yeah, uh, definitely. Why not pay, you know, the, the $20 blog writer to write a $200 blog if, you, if you've done the research for them? Boom. They're totally capable of doing that. Yes, I like that. I like that. Uh, perfect, man. So people that are creating a lot of content, you're feeling bottlenecked, you're feeling overwhelmed, um, or you're maybe also, I would say, also feeling that uh, the content's not reaching the, the right audience or your, your keywords, you know, are just not resonating because you're maybe you're just, you're worn out. You're not writing the, you know, the type of topics. And, uh, and also maybe a lot of times the content writers you hire don't really care to do this kind of research for you because they're not getting paid big bucks to do it. So, uh, tools like this are the ones we need, my man. So great job topic. Do you find there's a certain amount of topics or is there a certain amount of keywords that people are putting in there or uh, a sweet spot of a thing tracking? I think that when it comes to keywords, one common misconception is that a lot of these tools out there, they give you a list of keywords that tell you exactly how many times to use them. And you're like, oh, I'm going to just stuff these in here. I'm going to get an A on my optimized grade or whatever. Oh, got you. And then post it up and, and it's going to be really great. But the, the key thing is taking these keywords and then turn the, turning them into actually valuable content that keeps people on the page. Because mm-hmm. when you use those keywords, it's not Google that you're trying to satisfy. It's the reader and it's those engagement metrics that are really going to drive the results for a given page. And mm-hmm. so, um, valuable yeah. content, valuable, uh, valuable resource. Uh, when people are reading your stuff, they don't feel like it's, uh, copied and pasted or something like that. You know, they really feel like they're, there's a reason to come back. Right. I think that's another piece too. Right. Rio. Exactly. And tools like uh, Google Analytics are actually feeding Google and giving them information about the performance of your page and how how engaged people are. So when people are returning to your site and Google sees that, they know, okay, this site, they're legit. They Got you. actually have valuable content. Love that. So get those repeat customers, guys. Uh, making sure that we are, uh, you know, targeting the new customers. Where do you think this thing expands to? Do you think, uh, I mean, it's a difficult uh, thing to always explore as the owner of the business. Are there new things that you guys are, uh, uh, you know, working on right now in the, in the pipeline? Yeah, definitely. There's a, there's a new technology out there. I don't know if your listeners are familiar with, but it's called GPT-3. GPT-3, it's, tell us yeah, about this. GPT-3, it's, uh, it's, it stands for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer, the third version. And hmm. it's a lot of words that basically describe this advanced text generation system that's a lot better than what most people have experienced before. So, so when they're talking about, like, if you're talking about Siri or something like that, dictation, is that what you're talking about specifically? Not necessarily di- dictation, but it's using the same machine learning to basically write text that sounds really human. So, Got you. So we're talking uh, about someone that can write for you. Yeah, something that can write for you. And so you're starting to see this technology pop up in all sorts of different marketing tools out there. Copywriting wow, assistance yes. tools. See so, it even in like your Gmail, like when you, when you're when you're writing your Gmail, all of a sudden it suggests what 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 you basically should end the sentence with, with a quick swipe of your thumb to the right, you finish your sentence. Uh, that similar similar type of technology to that, but actually writing even deeper content, so maybe even help you write this blog. 
Exactly. So that's exactly the same technology, but imagine it going not just to the end of the sentence, but going to the end of the paragraph. Wow. You know, it can sort of take it a little st- a step further, and that's、Sick. where the industry's going. Right. Yeah. I've heard that too. I always remember hearing that. Like a lot of these things down the road, we the problems we think that we're having now will going to be completely solved by these new future technologies that you won't even need to learn that language or code or whatever. You just need to know how to use the GPT three,、uh, you know, uh, uh, technology, and that skips many generations of past、uh, older technology. So it's fascinating, obviously.、Uh, And that's why reason why I always love being on the show because I'm always new entrepreneurs, new ways people are doing things, and obviously,、uh, that's the way you have to embrace life at this point is、uh, because technology is not going away. I mean, these these devices are the most powerful thing on earth, and they're not going away. Just one day, you're never gonna have to charge them. They're gonna go like this. They're gonna hand you the phone, and they're gonna go, "Thank you, sir. You'll never have to charge this phone again. God bless you." I think that's the next one too, right? Like these these battery technologies and、uh, everything. It's just amazing, dude. So, do you stay online with technology? I mean, how do you keep a edge to your game?、Uh, of you know, obviously being the founder, but then all these new 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 type of things happening in an industry. Yeah, I mean, I am sort of in a privileged position where I started out with engineering, moving into the marketing space. Got、so、you. So sort of exist in those two worlds, but.、Uh, You know, one common place where a lot of new technology gets posted and commented on is、uh, Hacker News.、Uh, Got you. Oh yeah. Yeah, and so that's I'm always reading that、um, yes. and exploring that. But also, yeah, it it also help, helps to have a、uh, uh, connections too. You know, it's like、um, my wife's cousin. He is really big in the machine learning AI space. Oh, nice. Yeah, he was he was one of the people who. Actually, was able to get me early access to GPT three to play around with it, and so you. you know, it's、uh, you never know when these opportunities appear, and if if you know people in the space, they can lead you into the right place. But for your listeners who are interested in this technology and utilizing it, I think one key important thing to realize is that、um, it's it's really important to keep up with the trends because your competitors are using this technology, and if you don't keep up, then you know your content is going to be overtaken. Yeah, and it's so it, like you said, it's something that it's 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 so easy to do to pump out content, guys. It's just your time. It obviously comes a bottleneck. We know that, but you can pay writers. You can pay. You can have a million blogs if you got money. You obviously can have a million blogs a day if you wanted to do that. The key thing is who's reading each one of those blogs, right? That's going to be always the key thing. Is the, is it even a value for you to be putting out a million blogs a day?、Um, if it's if every single one is just like boom, 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 Hacker News or one of these places where they just draw in on great content,、uh, Fool dot com is another great one for investing.、Uh, Because I mean, there's just tons of great content on there. There's lots of writers. They're all contributing.、Uh, but the point is, if you're a brand, you got to be writing. You got to be finding ways to educate people, whether that's even in even your own team. And so I think that you know you can use this tool in so many different ways.、Um, and I think you're just、uh, obviously on the forefront, my man, with the GPT three and、uh, and just but as the tool on it exists on its own, guys, I think it is an incredible tool for anyone that's in content writing and.、Uh, And like I always say, all my entrepreneurs, brother, you are just in the beginning of a more incredible journey than you've ever imagined, brother. Because、uh, we need these tools. There's so many people that need them. Not only independent writers, but obviously people that are writing in media, people that are writing in businesses, and、uh, 
a lot of times now businesses are hiring, hiring media people. You know, you're seeing that happen quite often in the last 10 years since I stopped working at ABC. Uh, many different people that were like the news anchors and this and that are working for public relations for companies now, writing all the PR blogs and writing all their, their content. So a big transition in those industries as well. Uh, so I think you're in the driver's seat, man. I think you got a long, long runway uh, and, and exciting times with the new technology. But now, my man, we're about to take you into our top 10. Are you ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. Apple or Android? Apple. Apple. Netflix or YouTube? YouTube. YouTube. I love it. Instagram or Facebook? Facebook. Facebook. Chicken or steak? Chicken. Chicken. Laptop or smartphone? Smartphone. Go with the smartphone. My style. My style too. Spotify or Pandora? Oh, man. Love the retro Pandora. Right. Old hits in there. Sometimes I pull that up and I see some Some diamonds from high school, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, dude. Are you kidding me? Pandora is the OG, baby. Movies or video games? Oh, man. Used to be video games. Now it's movies. Now it's movies. Okay. More efficient with time. I like that. Reading books or listening to books? I've been uh, reading a lot more books lately. Nice. The physical. I like that too. Okay. Stocks or real estate if you're thinking about business investments outside of the business? Stocks. Just no touch. Liquid, baby. Work for me and... uh, you got you know, the thing about stocks, guys, is it, it's it's painful on down days, but the money over time, if you keep buying and dollar cost averaging on those down days, and you keep compiling, it's just it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing, and uh, you don't got to work. Shopify is working for you. You own the stock, you hold the stock, it works for you. You know, over time, uh, it's a beautiful thing. Over, but it takes patience. A lot of times, the kids now they want to make uh, you know a million dollars in one day. And uh, that thing, that that doesn't usually happen unless you buy Dogecoin or you get lucky, uh, which is great. There should, you should have, there's a streak of luck out there, but the realistic approach is somewhere in between, you know, somewhere in between. Try some lucky shots, take some, you know, put some money outside the business, uh, stocks, real estate, or anything. But when you're talking about a vacation, where would you want to go to right now? Oceans or lake? Oceans. Yeah, which which ocean would you want to roll out to right now? We got to hop on a plane. We're out, Rio. We're out. SFO. Oh. Uh, I'd love to go to Japan. Japan, and, uh, yeah. absolutely, dude. When I was a kid, I got a chance to go to Japan for three weeks. My parent, my grandma, um, they work for the U.S. Embassy. My grandma and my grandparents, so we stayed at the U.S. Embassy. Beautiful embassy to have there. Uh, beautiful. I mean, it's a long time ago. This is like when the Game Boy was around. So we're talking a long time ago, but. Uh, incredible dude i can't even imagine how it is now with technology and just so many different things uh but the food too was always interesting because all the food was in display out front and then uh and then you get to kind of look at it and see what it looked like in a plastic format so you could kind of see what it was you know before you ordered it It was very interesting yeah those things are really expensive actually they can be like thousands of dollars i've heard that too right yeah yeah, it's like a, it's a big part of their their culture because uh, obviously the tourists too probably come in and not knowing exactly the language, but uh, incredible. It was like it looked exactly like it. Uh, everything on the menu would be like right there in front and you could kind of look at it, what it would look like and say, oh, I like that one. That looks good. You know, it was very cool. Uh, different than we have here, obviously, but in some ways they do that. Some like with dessert trays or some things like that. But uh, they always, I remember going to their, their grocery store too and having a packaged cantaloupe. Like you'd see a cantaloupes like here in the, you know, America, just cantaloupes just thrown all over. 
there, everything was in a box and it was packaged and it was like perfect. Every single one is like, Oh my God, this is so different. Than yeah. It's, it's incredible. That's one of the things that, that, uh, is a downside for me. It's like just the packaging. It's just extreme. It is. And, and sort of ironic because Japan's an Island. You'd think that there wouldn't be that much space for landfills, but, um, you know, it's kind of like the, yeah. the, the, the demand of the consumer there. They like that it's packaged and then like that thing where we obviously here, we just throw it you in just the barrel. Cut it into just, the cantaloupe, you know, just pick it off the mountain, just you, cut it up. Yeah, you'd think that would be that would be the most efficient, right? Like, uh, but yeah, it's it's interesting how different consumers are different, you know. When you're waking up, my man, and, and getting yourself ready for your day, why do you love being you? I love being able to connect to people and build cool stuff. Yeah, Heck I mean, yeah. that I feel like that's what entrepreneurship is all about. It's about connecting to people, learning what they want, building something that's useful, whether that's service or a product, and then giving that to them and seeing them use it. That is, that's the dopamine rush for me. Absolutely. Well, and the ability to be able to do that, dude, is a blessing for you to be Absolutely. able to have the skills too, and be able to have the connections, and it's like a snowball. Because as you keep doing it and as your ball goes, it's just like the Warren Buffett effect in your life, but it's within your own influence. All of a sudden you get the GPPT technology three, you know, all of a sudden you get big tech things hopping in your plate that you probably four years ago, you're like, what the, I never thought we'd have that in this or wherever. And, uh, and that's the blessings as well of staying connected, of, of pushing your boundaries too. You know, if you guys don't have a way of pushing out your boundaries. This is what I did. I started a podcast 10 years ago, nine years ago, and literally put in the work for 300 and something episodes now, 350 episodes. And we're here today where I get to meet interesting people like my man Rio that we would have never maybe possibly bumped into each other. Maybe we would have, right? We don't know, but now we have. And even though it's on a Zoom call, this connection and this conversation lasts forever. And so the value that happens there is a connection. And, and then also brings connection to the person that listens it. And they might want to pick up the tool because of Rio. And also the fact that it's a really cool tool, but that's the kind of things that I always am infatuated with. Uh, and I always remind myself, Hey dude, I'm glad you did that nine years ago because we didn't know there was gonna be a pandemic and we didn't know all these things were going to happen. And, and, uh, and the business had some different transitions in our uh, life. And the podcast has stayed consistent, if not grown. And it's been great. Uh, as well as, like I said, the initial mission was I meet cool new people that never would come to Fresno and never would want to talk to me any other way. And here we are, baby. So never take the, never forget that you are, uh, take those shots on yourself. I would just say to like you are doing Rio in your life, build those connections. Um, like you mentioned before, cause you never know when they come at bay and uh, and all of a sudden you're building uh, GPPT3 technology that you probably never thought existed on earth. Uh, do you think you'll ever retire from the game of building businesses, entrepreneurship, uh, tech? Uh? I think I'll retire when I can no longer type or see. Nice. Or, or think, you know, those right. are the three things I need. Otherwise I'm good to go. Yeah, yeah I'm I good like to that. stay in this game because it is, it is fun and fulfilling. Those are the two things that you need to optimize your life for, you know? Got to have a little fun with it all. Yeah. Got to realize that this is gamify that whole, you know, that's why I still, uh, people have a lot of hate on Robinhood, but I love Robinhood in many ways because they gamified investing. And some of people took it the wrong way, but a lot of people are, are understanding what investing is now 
because of through a little bit of gamification of it and uh, and seeing some of the upside, you know, seeing what happens if you put your assets in something and you hold it for three years, it goes up possibly. And uh, and uh, and that, those things are good for people for the future generations that are kind of that gamified generation. Right. And I think that, that that's where companies win. Um, because people, they forget, we're like, I forgot who someone said something like, will we, will we, will we, Joe Rogan, I think, or someone said, will we, will we be talking in emojis in the future? Like, will that be the turn? Like, we won't even talk to each other. We'll just only use emojis. <laughs> <laughs> He's all, combine a, a, a eggplant emoji with a water emoji and a happy face. We all know what that shit means. So <laughs> it was just, it was just funny how, how are we really going to just completely go to only emoji? <laughs> Obviously we're just joking here folks, but it's, it's how language is. And so uh, it's, it's the changes and we don't know, we don't know yeah, how it's yeah. going to be, but, but I'm sure you will be embracing it in the future too. If it's emojis, you've got the emoji app, baby. This analyzes the Google emojis and it tells you exactly what emojis you need to use in your posts to get the most reach. Uh, it could That's be. Right. Or yeah, the right yeah. ones. You never know. I mean, gamification could... is powerful. You know, the, it's a it's a massive opportunity. For, I, in terms of just speaking from experience, one of the most popular parts of our product is the gamification element because we've got this little meter that goes up as you use it and optimize your content. People love that stuff. So I think anybody who's listening to this who has a product or a service that has a a, pot, a potential gamification element, it's that's key. definitely key. Yeah definitely key and i think that's what people want going forward too and uh and if you aren't and you want to disrupt an industry that's the way your endpoint is to gamify it and make it easy to people to understand um you know slide up and buy five shares of tesla or you know what i mean it's just it's just that easy and then they send you a little emoji says good job hey good job you know you did it that's simple gamifying if you go on any of the other platforms, very hard to kind of, it, it's much more clunky. And I love E-Trade. I love some of the other platforms, but much more clunky to do some of the stuff. And it's not gamified, right? So, uh, and, and I just think it's interesting. I love the fascinating world we have, but I love you're never going to retire too, my man. Um, do you have a routine when you're getting your day going uh, to get you through your days? Yeah, recently I've been getting into jump roping. Oh, nice. I yeah. love jump roping, dude. So it's do you have a routine fun. or do you have uh, an amount of time you do it for? Yeah, I've got this little jump rope with a little timer on it that I got it from Amazon. I'll got you. 30 minutes of jump roping. 30 minutes? Hell hard. yeah, dude. Hell yeah, it's yeah. hard. Dude, it's hard. five minutes is hard, dude. 30 <laughs> minutes is hella hard. Good for Wait. you, dude. Yeah, it's uh, and then you know I get I get uh, I get some dance moves in. You know, it's um, it's a very dancey type activity. It's right. not the kind of thing you listen to a podcast on. You have to listen to music really because yes. you've got to. Yeah, have it's a rhythm. It's going. a rhythm based activity, yeah. and uh, yeah, jump roping is is a, an incredible exercise for your whole body. It's easy to do too if you can get outside, obviously, or somewhere you're in a small space. It's somewhere. It's an it's an easy activity most for most people. Uh, and a very difficult thing to do. Like you said, it's it's kind of fun. You get the rhythm going. You kind of get the mojo. I always remind myself, I'm Floyd Mayweather. I'm Conor McGregor, dog. I'm bad as my, I'm, I'm the baddest motherfucker. And you have to keep that mindset to keep going, baby. That's what you have to do uh, because it, it becomes at a certain point, five five minutes, 10 minutes, you're going to start burning out if you're not, if you're not uh, conditioning yourself to do this. So shout out to you. How often do you do that? Every day? Uh, I try to go every other day. Yeah, good job, the, dude. Go Hell to the yeah. playground. Yeah, 
I love so, that, dude. Yeah. Love the jump rope, dude. I've been doing that recently, just jump roping and hitting like, you know, 10 minutes of basketball because I have a little court on the side of my house. 10 minutes of little hoops real quick. Just quick little things because as a dad now, I'm realizing I'm probably not going to get the, the one hour, two hour gym sessions like I used to before kids. And then COVID obviously, blah, 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 shut down the gyms and all the routines changed. So I'm kind of like that intermittent. Like I wake up in the morning, 6 a.m. I do my 10, 15 minutes of hard hit, hit cardio workout or hit uh, power workouts on different uh, anabolic aliens is one of my favorite ones on the on YouTube trainer, if you want to call it. And then at night or something like that, I got to do something different. So if I'm walking or doing something different, uh, one of the ones I like is pulling out the jump rope because you'll feel it in your legs. You'll feel it in your whole body, dude. And, uh, and like you said, you kind of put yourself in that fun mindset. It's something different, dude. I like doing something different. It's cool. Uh, is there a skill? So that is, is there a skill like in business or in life that you're trying to master right now? Something I'm try, trying to get better at. Yeah. One thing that I'm trying to do is add some more intonation to my voice. So got you. I have, yeah. And I, you could probably give me some tips on this. Let's go baby. Yeah. It's uh, I've had a monotone voice for a really long time. And I think that might be because when I was growing up, I was learning Japanese and English in both in parallel gotcha. and in Japanese, there aren't a lot of there aren't a lot of tones or changes in variation in how you pronounce things. Like words don't have an accent. There isn't a part of the word that is actually emphasized. And so, right. yeah, I've, I've always had a monotone voice, but I've noticed that it's really challenging, especially on Zoom calls when you can't read the room or read body language. Absolutely. Is that people need, people need that variation in your voice to tell whether you're asking them a question or if you're you know, explaining something important. So, so true. yeah, it's just a little skill that I've been uh, thinking about and working on. And the way yeah. you work at it is doing exactly what you're doing, man. I think you do have, you're adding more. I can tell that you are working on that as you do have more inflection in your voice, um, even than other guests that I have. But I can tell obviously with any of us, for me, for instance, when I know I've been doing this for like 10 years now on mostly Zoom and Skype, right? So um, you got to add a little hot sauce, baby. And that's what I do sometimes. It just, it just throws it off for a second. And then, you, you know, come back to the, a, a more calm conversation. And so I have always kind of done that, even in, even in, in presentations or meetings where I don't even know people. Hey, what is going on with you guys today? Uh, and just tell them what's going on. Hey, I just dot my kid off and just, you know, and just be real with them real quick. And then let's get on to a serious conversation, you know, or they'll ask what's, oh, what autograph is that one? Oh, okay. Cool, man. And then it, the whole point in the, in the general is there's no right or wrong, right? There's no right or wrong to when you do it. It's just, it helps add that little spice that people were like, oh, okay, what's, what's Rio saying here? What is he, you know, it kind of adds that little, that little intellectual um, difference that we need in our minds to keep us staying, staying tuned, I think, you know? And yeah, definitely. And I've, I've met a lot of people. I've talked to a lot of people, but people who have this skill stand out. It's such a, it's such a eye-opening experience. Like you said, you just need that little bit of spice to kick your brain into high gear and sort of listen into, listen, listen into what somebody else is saying. So, so true, dude, yeah. especially, especially on zoom, because we aren't face to face. If we were face to face, you can feel that even more. You can sense the energies and things like that that you can't sense. So, uh, just another great reminder for everyone. Don't be afraid to be a little bit saucy on the, on the call, on the show, on the zoom. Uh, people might like it. You never know. Uh, do you have a favorite app right now or a tool, my man, that is helping you kind of get through day, get through business, uh, manage things? Yeah. You know, uh, that's a great question. The, the one that comes to mind is 
we've already talked about it, which is GPT-3. Yeah, hell yeah. Over, but it is an incredible tool, seriously. It's like uh, the ability for it to write content is something that I don't think people realize right now what the possibilities are because it's just, you know, it's been only been a year into the market where you people are starting to develop tools with it. Gotcha. But like different applications that, on top of it and different. Yeah, it's use. still the really early stages. And I think in the next five years, it's just going to become more mainstream. We're going to see more nuanced uses of it. Um, I mean, this is this is an app or tool that really right now can only be used by a developer. Got you. So it might right. not be applicable to a lot of people, but actually the interesting thing about it is and the thing that the thing that's most exciting about it is that uh, it's built in a way that makes it pretty easy to program even for a non-technical person so i think we're also going to see um versions of it you know where you know any marketer can pop on and, and build their own um application on top of it without having to know how to code Got you. So that's going to be key then. Yeah, that's going to be real key because obviously the more difficult you make something, uh, it's going to be harder for people to adapt. Obviously, you got a bigger moat around that that uh, tool. But I can only just imagine just like everything you do, podcasts, show notes, and just everything you write on earth um, uh, between topic and then what topic's going to do with GPT-3, uh, you know, you're not going to have to go anywhere. It's just going to have a full tool. She's going to be writing for you. He's going to be writing for you all day and night, finding researching topics for you and, uh, and literally writing them. And, uh, no matter what it is, I think it's going to be, like I said, that's going to be the key thing because most of us in our days do not have the time for this activity. And we are willing to pay a tool or somebody for these activities. And if you aren't, your competitors paying for them. So you better like literally understand that these tools are existing. I would always even say that because sometimes I think honestly, real people forget these are, these tools exist guys. These are actually out there. Um, and we're going to put that in the show notes as well, where you guys can find that. If you could sit down my man to a chicken dinner with anyone in the world, who are you sitting down with today and chopping it up with? Oh man, that's such a great question. They're coming uh, to you in SFO. One of my biggest, uh, one of my biggest heroes is actually Malcolm X. I love oh, his yeah. autobiography and his story, and he has a wild story. I, when you talk about people who have wild stories, he has a wild story. He, wild. you know, where he talks about going to prison, and he started out in his um, started out being a criminal, and and him learning so much through his prison experience and becoming a civil rights leader and an icon that guy is is a really interesting person who must have some incredible perspectives on the world uh, i always think yeah. who's the next out malcolm x you know who's yeah. who's the malcolm x of today because think about like there's a lot of voices today we have a lot of ways rio to to get our message out TikTok and clubhouse and podcasts and everything right and, and Malcolm X or Martin Luther King or, or some of the greatest minds, uh, Abraham Lincoln, they didn't have these platforms, but somehow their words resonated still to today. And so I always find that fascinating too, the content that they said, the words that they used, the way they said them, the, the tones that they said them with. And at the time they maybe said them, literally live on till today where in between there, there's been a lot of people that said different things, right? Like people have said out and like, I always think about that today because it's just gotten so many voices and so many things who are the ones standing out. And I think it's going to be hard, right? Like it's going to be hard because there's so many ways for people to put their voice out 
And that's why you always respect like Malcolm X and some of the greatest that uh, took that stance, you know, because back then it was not as easy to put out your voice. And so, uh, and for yeah, the people that are they, listening, put out your voice, right? Like it's the kind of one of those things like what he did, you guys should take into appreciation because it was a lot harder for him. Yeah, add some spice. You know, he definitely brought the spice. He was saying unconventional things. He was just mm. speaking his mind. He wasn't worried about what other people thought. Right. And that's what made him an icon. Right. I love that, dude. I love that. Malcolm X, brother. I love that. And has there been a book that you either reread or something that you just kind of keep in your heart, stays in your mind, just like, I love this book? Oh, man, this one's a good one. There's this book called, uh, I think it's called Scientific Advertising. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Scientific advertising. Yeah. I, you probably have heard about it. I have heard about it. Yeah. I've never read it though. Tell us about yeah. it. Scientific it was, advertising. I'm putting it it was account. written almost a hundred years ago. And wow. in it, the guy talks about selling products. Like he talks about advertising for Hoover vacuum cleaners. Like it's a startup because it was at the time. It was just right. a tiny company. Nobody knew about it. You know, it was just a homegrown operation. He, you know, that was one of the companies that he was able to grow to be a massive business using advertising. Wow. And there's so many, so a surprising amount of applicable information in the 21st century for this hundred year old book. You know, he's talking about selling vacuum cleaners and soap but you could use the same lessons that he's putting out there and, and apply them to selling, you know, B2B SaaS products, which is the crazy thing. And I think wow. that's the thing about marketing sometimes that we get lost in the latest trends and technologies, but you know, looking right. at the old stuff is, is useful too. Sometimes take a step back, go to first principles, yes. you know, where did this out. all come from? Where does who made the first sale, you know, kind of figure out who put the first, you know, marketing together, you know, what was the first successful marketing campaign? What was that? Was it drawing on a stone wall? Hey, I got the, I got some Buffalo come over here and get the Buffalo. <laughs> Give me your wife or whatever. It was. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But whatever that was, it was at some point we all decided to sell things and market them. And, and obviously the journey has been obviously today. They say it just like you walk into the grocery store, 10, thousand a hundred thousand marketing messages each aisle i'm like a hundred thousand marketing messages each aisle what in the that's a ton they said like the brain like the 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 amount that people have to process going in the grocery store is like for some people that like are, are just different personalities very difficult on their energy because of all the marketing messages that they have to kind of process which one do i need to get tortillas well, okay 15 different brands here blah 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 you know like and we don't even think about it, but it's all just happening to us. Uh, but the, it's truly fascinating. I mean, it's truly fascinating. And scientific, obviously, the positioning of packaging on where they put things. And, and uh, the big brands got their packaging on certain places that the little brands can't because they got money, you know, on the table of, of slotting fees and things like that. Uh, just even in the grocery store, you know, in a, in a, if you want to call it scientific manner. Um, and a lot of people don't even realize that, that, that that's kind of how the grocery store works. And uh, but, but truthfully, a great suggestion, because I even think that's a good one. Scientific advertising. Let's go back to the OG. Let's go back to uh, where this all started. I'm going to have to check that out. I'm going to see if they got an audible or something. It's scientific advertising. I like that, brother. I like that. Um, well, dude, I always, think, I always tell our guests, dude, you are obviously have created an incredible success for yourself, my man. But, dude continue podcasting, continue pushing yourself. You got a great energy, great personality. Love your business, dude. Love what you're doing, guys. Folks, if you are needing an assistant to help you in a, in a virtual, you know, if you want to call it 
AI assisted way with your content, please check out topic. Uh, we're going to put it in the show notes and, and it'll be easy for you to get there, but dude, keep on the journey, brother. I think that, uh, anything you want to do is it possible. And with this new technology, GTP three and, uh, who knows what's next after that, you know, like it, it's, it's going to be beautiful for you, dude. As long as you keep your energy, keep your soul, have the fun with it all brother. But I really appreciate your soul. Where's your favorite place to hang out? Um, you personally, uh, on social, is it LinkedIn, uh, Facebook? Uh, yeah. LinkedIn, LinkedIn? The best place to go. Got you. Um, so yeah. So Rio uh, Shiba on LinkedIn guys. And then also for the business, you want to give the business a, a shout out, a uh, favorite place for people to find it online or yeah, if you want to check out Topic, you can find it at usetopic.com. And if you search Use. Google for Use Topic, then that's a great place uh, to find it. Usetopic.com. And we're going to put that in the show notes. Love you, brother. You're a great dude. Keep going the journey. Uh, uh, folks, you've been hanging out with Rio Shiba and Travis Tutalanhuff. We want to thank you again for your time today. And let's keep being real. What another epic episode and uh if you enjoyed the episode today can you please do me a favor and subscribe to our podcast the b-real show on itunes or your favorite podcast platform and also take a little time today if you don't mind and give your boy t huff a review i would really super appreciate it and thank you so much for listening today do you want to get featured on podcast guys you can be a guest. And that's right. You have a story and the people, uh, the good folks at I Love Podcasts. That's I-L-U-V podcasts.com. Do that every single day. This is a new company, guys, in the space of podcast agency. And they realize a lot of the people in the, the space are just, it's just a commodity. And it does, they don't care. And these folks care. And I literally love Kenny and the team at I Love Podcasts, and they are doing it right for their customers. So you guys can be a guest on a show, ilovepodcast.com. That's I-L-U-V podcast.com. Let's go.